0: So this is it, eh?
1: I guess so. I do want to know, like, if Star Wars ships can do decloaking scans, why don't they always do decloaking scans? Like, why is it a thing they think of and they're like, whoa, I did a decloaking scan and I found all these hidden ships. Why don't they just always do the decloaking scan?
0: Uh, that is an excellent question. And I think because sci-fi. Okay.
1: <laughs> Allocation of resources. Yeah. No one thinks about decloaking efficiency. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Hi, Derek. How's it going? You know, it's going. <clears throat> we have some entries to add to the show's change log. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So do you want to start with what you're doing?
1: Yeah. Since that's sort of the... That started the snowball downhill.
0: (laughs) Sure, if you want to phrase it like that.
1: (laughs) So I have decided to take a new job, uh, not at ThoughtBot. I will be leaving ThoughtBot, well, the day the folks hear this in their ears. So next Friday from when we're recording this. And I will be taking a job as an engineering manager at GitHub. So here's what's going to happen just to get this part out of the way. Today is our last show with Sean and I together. The Bike Shed will continue. It will continue without the two of us together. What will happen is Chris Toomey, who's hosted a couple episodes of these shows and who many of you might be familiar with through his work on Upcase, and he co-hosted the Giant Robots podcast for a little while. He will be taking over as a host of The Bike Shed, and I will be working with him for a few episodes on transition and things like that while he brings on other voices and other people from ThoughtBot to uh, tell their tales of you know, the work that they do and the challenges they face and basically do a similar type show to what we do with just with some different voices. I'll be involved for a little while longer. And Sean, unfortunately, will not be. (laughs) Is that a good summation of where we're at?
0: Yeah, I'm going to be uh, continuing to do a new podcast. Derek is going to sometimes be a a co-host on it. Uh, There will also be other co-hosts. That is something that the details of, are still being worked out, but if you're interested in in, in seeing us continue, uh, keep an eye on our twitters and presumably it will be it will be uh, mentioned on the show as well when when that gets started up probably in about month or so I'm hoping. Yeah, but there are a lot of logistics to to work out
1: before we can. Right, I think if um you are a marketing whiz, you'd be like, I already have episode one recorded, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I, will... I,
0: I'm debating whether I should get like a a landing page or something
1: release episode zero as like a uh here you can subscribe to this feed and when new episodes are there it'll come it'll 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 pop up. Right. But yeah, this is gonna be a little bit of a retrospective on the show I think today. And I feel um guilty that my leaving impacts you in this way. Uh which is really it's an it's an unfortunate circumstance of the situation, I guess, or unfortunate
0: Sure, but I would feel much worse if you were making your life decisions based on me doing the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fair yeah so i'm leaving to become an engineering manager at github in large part a lot of what drew me to the opportunity originally was a chance to work remotely so i'll be working from my home or thereabouts somewhere near there i have very much enjoyed my time at thoughtbot podcast included conference speaking included which i, I mean I, I, none of this happens without me working here and also just the people here are phenomenal and the company is still phenomenal I've i've pleaded with people on the podcast before to apply to work here and i still suggest it's a great place to work it's just um for me at the point i am in my life i really wanted to try this working remotely thing i have two children who very much would like to see me more and currently spend over two hours commuting every day uh, round trip about two and a half hours so eliminating that time reclaiming that time that's something I can do, even if it's not like I'm not I don't intend to spend every minute of those two and a half hours with my kids, obviously. But uh, even just dumb stuff like, hey, I can mow the lawn on a uh, Tuesday afternoon now or, a, or Tuesday morning and then not have to do that on Saturday. Uh, sure. Any and, other
0: neighbors you have who are remote will be very happy about that.
1: <laughs> they all have their 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 lawns mowed at seven o'clock by the crews that come around and do it. So uh, I don't ah. think it will be too bad. I'm like the only one in the neighborhood who mows his own lawn. Uh <laughs> anyway i'm of of many different emotions i think i'm excited about the chance to you know go and do something new and github's obviously a well-known company and to be involved there i think will be exciting and i'm excited about the people that i've met on the team and the work that i understand that i'll be doing and also just going to a management role which is it's not like i'm not in a management role now i do have management responsibilities here but uh, this will be much more in the management track than my current development director job which is probably pretty close to 50-50 between doing client work and doing director management people management type work and this will be much more probably over time will trend towards 100% management i think at first I, I i really i don't know what to expect but i think at first i'll probably do a bunch more development because i i know i'm very good at it and i think it'll be a good way for me to get to know the people on my team is to be like yeah Mm -hmm. i'll pair on i'll pair with that or i'll do this code review or whatever it might be but over time i think the expectation is that i will do less and less actual day-to-day development work which i think at this point i'm okay with Uh, but we'll see and that's you know i don't know it'll be fun (laughs) do you know
0: the do you know the details of the team that you're going to be leading
1: the details as in
0: like what team it is
1: Oh, um, they have crazy names, so um, there are two teams, I think, that are basically, as I understand it, coalescing into one, or maybe I'll just be managing both teams. It's not quite clear, but basically, the team's names are Rainbow Skates and Noodle. (laughs) (laughs) But it is it is in the organization of the the me team, which is basically an individual's experience on on the site. Um, Okay. And so, you know, some of the features that I know that folks in that organization have shipped recently are like the hover cards stuff that you see when you uh, hover over a user profile now and you see like a little bit of information on them, stuff like that. Mm. And there's stuff I know there's certain projects I know that I will be working on that I am not at liberty to share that I know. Sure. The really interesting thing is like when I was deliberating, making this decision, the really interesting thing was the stuff that I know that my team will be responsible for delivering over the next six months or so is stuff that I would use every single day as a user. Oh, cool. Like I'd be like, yes, I want that feature. So you're Um, adding mail map support. (laughs) Is that what you want? Okay, I'll work on that. <laughs> I've already gotten several feature requests for emoji, for different emojis in the emoji <laughs> response. Um, also, GitHub went down at some point this week, and I got a mm-hmm. whole bunch of people at Thoughtbot giving me. <laughs> so, like, I was like, "It's clearly not my fault yet."
0: So you're not gonna be you're
1: not gonna be Tessa's boss. No. So that's the other news. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess
0: I, I guess I haven't mentioned it on here. Yeah, um, so Tess also uh, took a job uh, at GitHub. She is going to be joining them as a site engineer.
1: Yes, and uh, they do a thing where you go out there for at least the first week of while you're employed there. And Tess and I will be out there at the same time, so I will try and track her down and say hello. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how big of a cohort this will be. If I, I'll just be like, yeah, she's right there, standing next to me, because that's how how it is, or if we'll be separated. I'm not really sure. It's I have not been in this position where I'm starting something new in five years. And before right. that, my last time starting something new was seven years before that. So I, I don't do this often.
0: On uh, ThoughtBot didn't exactly have like an explicit onboarding.
1: No, it was like, here's your computer. This is the project you're working on. Let me tell you about it for about an hour and then uh, yep. go for it. And then I had a PR up on that client project like four hours later. <laughs> yep, And it was cool. That I mean, to, to be honest, like that's a really attractive onboarding experience to me. It's like, yeah, day one, you're going to do real work which is cool uh over time that process at thoughtbot has gotten a little more involved there was always room to improve it and it's also gotten more complicated as the company has grown and we've taken on different types of projects and things like that like it used to be that all of our projects were pretty much you know just rails web applications and so if you knew rails you were good to go now we do more and more stuff that uh, you may not be totally comfortable with on day one or things like that so it's, it's it's more complicated and it's more involved here as well so so
0: I'm I'm honestly surprised that we kept the show going as long as we did. Yeah. I I really thought we were going to burn out on it long before it came to this.
1: And there have been times where I'm less enthusiastic about it, but overall, it's something that I've loved doing the entire time that we've done yeah. it. Because I think in the beginning it was so I was so nervous and so like unsure that we were ever going to have enough to talk about or right. Well, um, and we
0: thought at the beginning, right, we, we, we had the planned topics and the diagram of what we were going to talk about. And we were so afraid to even deviate from that.
1: Right. We even have an episode. There is um, it was either the third or fourth episode. We recorded it, and then we both felt so bad about it that we re- that we re-recorded it the next day.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that.
1: <laughs> Which is something we have not done uh, ever since. But it was just like, I think I had Tom upload like the raw version, and I listened to it, and I was like, I'm just not happy with the way this came out. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Somewhere around, I think somewhere probably around when we did our first Rails constant in uh, Atlanta, where we, <laughs> I think over the span of one day, it w- so we recorded on two days, I think, in one day we did seven or eight, and then the next day we did one, maybe so something like that i just
0: remember not attending the conference basically no because we were recording the entire time yeah that
1: was a mistake but it was fun and i think it oh yeah i think getting all of those reps in and those are different reps than me and you doing the show because we have to involve somebody who doesn't do the show right right those are in many ways harder and then so so maybe it was like the the situation where like uh if you're playing baseball you're warming up to come up to bat and you swing two bats right you're like oh okay gonna make and then you get up there and you're like oh this is easy because i only got one bat now it's nice and light uh so maybe those interviews that were harder when we got back and it was like, okay, now it's just me and you. And also just getting, that was like the first time I think that you and I had FaceTime since we were doing the show, right? Where we got together uh, and we got to do the show in person a little bit. And I think all of that helped. And from that point, I think right about there, which was right around episode 20-ish. I think is where it kind of just like felt like something that I do every week now. Uh, And also it's, it did (laughs) transition from biweekly to weekly right around that point as well. Yeah.
0: I think that was sort of when we, it was episode 13 was the first rails comp episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that was also for me, at least when the show's when I felt like the shows sort of started to take on the identity that it has. Uh, Cause I, I remember with some of our guests after recording with them, talking to them about it and, yeah, because we, we had purposely decided we were going to avoid having guests when we first started out and that we didn't want to be a, an interview show because, at, well, at the time, Giant Robots was basically that. Mm-hmm. I just remember having when our guests from RailsConf that year were telling us about how much they enjoyed not coming on to talk about whatever they are normally interviewed about. And, you know, we just started doing our normal thing. But with a third person involved, I think for me that was when it really became clear what the show was going to be all about.
1: Yeah, and that was I, I specifically remember... I think we had Sarah May on, mm-hmm. and we did not ask her about being a woman in tech, tech, in, in tech field, right? <laughs> I believe she talked to us about functional programming, and that's what we discussed. And afterwards, she mentioned like that it was really good to have a minute just to be like a programmer who's not having to talk about that or expected to talk about that. Yeah. Um, that, to me, was also a solidifying moment that was like, yes, let's be that. But yeah, right around there, I think is, is definitely for me as well. And we've never really talked about like the trajectory of the show. We just show up and do the show. Uh, almost everything we've ever said to each other is on the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have we have some slack conversations. And before we get too too far, it's usually let's save this for the show. Right. Uh, <laughs> or let's do this with microphones, man this will be 164 164 episodes we didn't do all of those together but probably somewhere around 158 of them or something like that yeah uh, one that we sounds... were both, we were both on um so it's been great
0: we did eight episodes that first RailsConf, also
1: yeah so i think we That's had i think we did seven in one day and then we had if i remember correctly we had eileen on on the second day
0: oh actually and, and david's episode didn't end up getting recorded at the conference
1: yep but we, we yeah, he was supposed to he was supposed to appear and then he left the conference <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and didn't tell us or anything. He agreed like, yes, yes, I will record that day with you. It was going to be the second day, I think, or the last day of the conference. And then he was like, oh, actually sorry, I left.
0: <laughs> no, and I remember I remember if it was you or Tom. But one of you, as soon as I was like, yeah, he said he'll come on the podcast. One of you two were just like, there's no way he's going to show up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably me, because at that point we had 12 episodes out and like, you know. Why sure. would he show up on this podcast? And then, you know, he did, to his credit, he did hold true to his word, and he appeared on the show. We we had him on, I think, a week later. Yeah. And uh, I remember distinctly being like, I don't want to get pushed around by DHH. <laughs> right. Because it was, it was during the Action Cable thing, right? Action Cable was mm-hmm. coming out. And I remember being like, you know, I've heard him talk to people and people just like don't push back and I'm going to push back a little and I did a little bit. But also like he is a guest on the show uh, or a co-host as we like to call them on the show, guest yeah. host, I guess. So we did a little bit of pushing back on, you know, why it needed to be have a hard dependency on Redis or something, but <laughs> which it doesn't. Like by the time it shipped, it did not. So right.
0: Well, I I, uh, I just remember after we recorded that because that was the one thing at that point we really did know is that we didn't want to do an interview show. Mm-hmm. And I just remember afterward feeling like, and I guess he didn't get the memo on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did just interview. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard to do. And I think that in retrospect, if we're doing if we're doing a retrospective on the show, some of the things, I think some of those interview shows, I think most of them are very good. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little harder to get, at least to get started. Right. Yes. Where some of them made me feel like, okay, you know that thing where we don't really prep and talk about what we're going to talk about on the show? Maybe we should have talked about what we were going to talk about on the show.
0: Right, and <laughs> and not risk, for example, uh, accidentally coming off as uh, attacking the other person immediately.
1: <laughs> Do you want to elaborate? Now's so, your chance.
0: Sure. Um, I thought I clarified before, but I know I've done it in email for those who sent feedback, but oh. our most recent episode with Eileen as a guest, we recorded very shortly after her keynote and there were a few details of just things that I noticed that I think that we can and should fix in Rails that I'd hoped to talk to her about. But unfortunately, I, it just sort of came off completely wrong. And like we started talking and, and it was more just like I was immediately attacking her about it, which was not at all the intention. But, and, I, and I apologized to her profusely afterwards, but that yeah. definitely put the whole episode off to a very rocky start.
1: I know that your intention was not to argue. And I think your intention was to make like a quick point and then move on. And yes. it was, uh, there was some confusion over the point, And it is one of the ones that I regret as well. Uh, but there, are, there were others as well that got off, just got off to some awkward starts. But I think for, for most of the time, like people kind of relate, and they were like, oh, they really just want to talk to me about what I'm interested in. So here's what I'm interested in. And I really liked those shows as well. Do you have favorite shows that you can remember?
0: I really, really enjoyed recording with Vidhi this year.
1: Yeah, that was one of my favorites, just because I've been a fan of Vita, He's for a while. I really liked the episode. I mean, they're fresh, the ones we did this year, right? I felt like uh, right. when we had Olivier on, I felt like I felt like we had recorded 20 times with Olivier. It was just sort of like <laughs> a very natural conversation. And it's probably because I've talked to him a bunch at conferences, but he just felt like somebody that I'd talk to a, a whole lot more than I probably have.
0: Yeah, same with Nick.
1: Yep. Uh and going way back, the Sarah Mae episode was one of my favorites even before yep. her praise of it <laughs> of the experience.
0: C C uh the year the second year that we did that was a really good one.
1: Yep. Lots of the guest shows have been fun. I also find myself so I listen to all of the I don't know if you do you listen to the show? Yeah. Okay. So I listen to all the shows on like two point whatever X so that I can do the show notes. And I notice certain themes in the things that I will say that make me that over originally made me cringe, but over time I've just gotten used to the fact that everybody has things they say a lot and I have some. And one of mine is to wish you luck on various things that you are doing. <laughs> so there could be like a supercut of like Sean talking about thing he wants to do in Rails or thing he wants to do with diesel that Derek thinks is not ever going to happen and Derek just says, Good luck with that, Sean <laughs> Or I wish you luck, Sean. Good luck. And like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the very first i i know the very first part of that was like i think when we had first started doing the show you had just started working on the attributes api basically mm-hmm. and i remember being like oh, this thing is never gonna ship What is he talking? like i don't know what, what? <laughs> and then like over time it was like no this is a real thing and look at all the stuff you can do with it now like a lot of the things that i complained about that you can now actually do with it and then when diesel first was becoming a thing i was like oh an orm and are oh, you gonna write a whole new orm yeah good luck okay <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, no, I'm just looking at like the description of some of our older episodes. We started the show right after I got commit to rails Yeah, sweet We had an episode when that diesel was like just starting to be a thought I had in my head We 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 talked about it at that point
1: hmm at that point. I believe it was yet another
0: yet another query builder
1: yet another query builder and there was uh. Also talk of, which we occasionally get emails about, yet another web framework, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> which yeah. is still waiting to be yet another web framework. Uh, no, it's not.
0: <laughs> it's really not. No, the way, the way I tell people nowadays, if anybody ever asked me about it, I was like, yeah, I was going to build a, a web framework, but I, ha- I decided to have a baby instead.
1: <laughs> yeah. And occasionally I do see people either ask us or tweet about, hey, whatever happened to this thing? But by and large, I will give you a lot of credit. Most of the vaporware that you mention on the show does actually become real software. Yeah, uh, it sometimes just takes longer. Other than yet another web framework, I think everything else has become, you know, with diesel and the attributes API and oh, I, I guess the only remaining piece of vaporware is the uh, replacement for active record relation.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. The thing that even I've said is like, if it ever happens, it's going to take forever.
1: So I give you a huge amount of credit for actually making that stuff happen, because I know I couldn't. So uh, oh, thank you. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the the tweets, though, that's that's been one of my favorite parts of doing this is, is just listener interactions, both online and in person. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the one of just my best days was uh, when we were at RailsConf, and I, and I had realized that uh, more people were coming up to me to talk about the podcast than to talk about Rails. Mm-hmm. And so when it was like, this is the thing that I'm best known for, that was that was a really good feeling.
1: Yeah. And that's really hard to move away from, right? Like, it is. <laughs> it's addicting uh, yeah. when you get that taste of like, whoa, hey, I'm at a thing and people I don't know are coming up and saying hello or even people I do know of and respect and would have previously been like, oh, that's that person, right? They come right. up and say like, hey, I've listened to the show and being like, whoa, like that's that's amazing. And, like, doing the show gave me so much more confidence in the ability to do, like, speaking and and things like that. Like, I I did my first talk at RailsConf in Atlanta, and I think I I had probably submitted the idea before we had, like, the timeline is probably such that, like, I was working on that talk before we started doing the show. But certainly doing the show gave me confidence to do the talk and then continuing on doing, like, that kind of snowballed. So, like, I don't think any of that happens without doing the show or anything yeah. like that i actually i just searched through my gmail for or through my work my Thoughtbot gmail so on august 13th 2014 chad sent out an email that said javascript or other technical discussion podcast are any <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right we were supposed to be a
1: javascript
0: podcast i'm not about that
1: are any two of you interested in hosting a podcast in the format of build phase only about rails or javascript etc So then there was like a long thread of several people volunteering and I don't remember how it ended up being just me and you. I don't remember how that happened. There was a lot of people saying they were interested in doing it. There was talk of it being a panel show and then people saying that panel podcasts tend to not work out. Um, To be clear, I think there are several good panel podcasts, but I can also see why people would say that. And then somehow... We we ended up doing the show, which was pretty cool. And we had some help along the way, obviously, with uh, Lila doing some hosting and Amanda doing some hosting as well. And I, if I have regrets, so we talked about regrets earlier about some episodes that we did. And if I had regrets, I think we could have done better at like looping in some more regular folks. Yeah, But to me, it came down to logistics of like, hey, we have a standing invite and I don't have to think about this thing until about an hour before. And I start I start thinking like, oh, what what would I like to talk about on the show today? Right. Rather than like, oh, are you available to do the show today? That kind of thing. So that's probably why that didn't happen. And in talking to Chris Toomey, who's going to take over the show, I'm sure Chris and I will do an episode where we'll we'll talk about his plans for the show. But that's one of the goals is to have um, some more thoughtbot voices involved uh, rather than just like a consistent couple of people. I suspect that there will still be. A consistent couple of people because that really does pay off the fact that you and I have uh, Are comfortable with each other and can yeah can go back and forth together
0: I agree with you that we should have done a better job of, of looping them in more often But it's also I agree with you because just to put some more context on, on you were saying how, how comfortable it was that We just had the standing invite right mm-hmm. by the time uh, that Layla did her first episode. We had been doing the show for over a year
1: Right. Yep. <laughs> it's been quite the ride It has.
0: No, it's just interesting to me looking back on it now, realizing how much this show has become for me a part of my identity. Yes. And like every time I read an article, one of the first things I think is, oh, should we talk about this on the podcast?
1: Yeah, there's lots of things that I have I've definitely read and said we should talk about this in the podcast and then totally forgot. Uh, and I feel like the minute, yeah. I, the minute we stopped doing the show, I'm going to think of five things that we should have covered. Like today, we were going to talk about WebAssembly, right? Yeah, I really so, want to do a WebAssembly <laughs> episode today. <laughs> we'll save that for uh, whatever the next thing is. Uh, <laughs> so. should, I,
0: should, I, should I say the name?
1: If you're sold on the name, yeah.
0: I mean, I've already bought the domain and, and set up the Twitter handle.
1: Oh well, there you go. You do have you should you should have a landing page out by next Friday then. Yeah, yeah, I can commit to having your landing
0: page in a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. So the podcast I'm going on to do is going to be called the Yak Shave, uh,
1: <laughs> which is very appropriate because it's a it's a good spin from the bike shed, right? A similar yep. kind of technology term. And as I mentioned, when you told me the name, you're often a very hairy person. So, you know, yes.
0: and, uh, <laughs> Sam Pippin's going to be doing it with me. And he also tends
1: to have yeah. a lot of beard, various levels of uh, facial hair. Yes.
0: Anyway, so so we've got a landing page set up. Um, if you want to sign up to get an email once uh, once the podcast actually starts up, it's yakshave.fm.
1: Yeah. So you should definitely talk about WebAssembly <laughs> and how Vim yeah. was written in WebAssembly. That would have been today's topic. <laughs>
0: Uh, did you see? Did you see the uh, issue I opened on that repository? No. So somebody ported Vim to WebAssembly, and uh, but one of the things is you can just close the browser tab. So I open issue. It is far too easy to close Vim. <laughs>
1: yeah you have to like it should hijack the keyboard shortcuts for closing a window yep. uh, <laughs> it should have some sort of way to pop the window back up if you somehow manage to close it uh, yeah you should definitely have to Google how do I close Vim written in WebAssembly uh, yeah definitely I'm excited for WebAssembly <laughs> Me too. it would have been a good episode I'm excited well hey whatever I'm excited because I, I uh, well I don't know whatever we're not gonna get into it <laughs> Oh man.
0: Okay. Episode seven was, uh, when, uh, my wife Tess decided that she wanted to become a programmer,
1: man. You really think about the way that our lives have changed over the course of this, like, especially your life. I feel like my life at that point, I, I already had two children, you know, I've moved from a condo to a house, but that's, that's it. But your life. So you were working for thoughtbot living in Denver. Yeah. You were already married
0: yes um i i got married uh, a few months before we started the show
1: right and then you left Thoughtbot, accepted a job at shopify moved yep. to canada yep had a baby <laughs> yep moved back to albuquerque
0: <laughs> and bought my first house
1: and bought a house and a tesla two teslas and tesla along the way became a programmer yeah. spoke at RailsConf. comp yeah. yeah your life has taken some turns during this my now i feel boring by comparison <laughs>
0: well not to mention uh diesel starting during that whole period oh, as well oh that's right
1: yep yep you became like a rust community member yeah submitting rust rfcs and things like that in addition to becoming a, a committer on rails yes so uh, yeah it's a lot of things
0: and you did your elixir stint during during uh, <laughs> My the elixir show.
1: stint yeah yeah <laughs> i saw a thing so um When Giant Robots was hosted by Ben Orenstein and Derek Raymer for a little while Um, Ben and Derek went off to do their their own podcast afterwards called the art of product and I saw a thing come across about a startup that Derek is doing That is a competitor to slack in some ways and he had the blog post about the technical stack That they'll be using and in it is a quote from me talking about how I would use elixir for greenfield projects today Uh, The quote is pulled from the ThoughtBot services page, which is like, here's the things we can do for you. And this is from the Elixir page. And I believe the quote was originally from a Bike shed episode. And I looked at that and I was like, oh my, somebody is justifying the technology they're using for their startup based on things I said on a podcast. And I'm sure they're not basing it solely on that, but it was a feeling of like... (gasps) (laughs) like, (laughs) I did not realize the power, <laughs> which might words sad.
0: We should definitely have had an MIT license-style disclaimer.
1: <laughs> this this advice provided as is without warranty? Exactly. <laughs> I think it's understood.
0: So how has it, it felt coming into the uh, the secret uh, post-ThoughtBot Slack?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not secret if we talk about it on the show.
0: I mean, it's not secret because everybody knows about it. But... <laughs>
1: Uh, It was a trip. I I signed on the other day for the first time and I saw all these like avatars or I guess avatars. Yeah. From the past. Right. From ThoughtBot past. Everybody basically has the same avatar that they had when they worked at ThoughtBot. So it's like, whoa, like all of these people that I forgot. I used to like I didn't forget about them, but you just kind of like, oh, yeah, right. I used to just interact with these people on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, and and then you get them again. And I was telling somebody, I think I was telling Chris about that here. I was like, Yeah, oh, this is one of the interesting things that comes up." And uh, he was like, "Well, why do I have? To, why can't I?" And I was like, "Nope, you have to leave." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, "I would advise, you know, it's not that cool. I wouldn't advise leaving to get <laughs> to get access to a Slack." Uh, one of the things I'm going to miss most about working here, beyond doing the show, are yes, the specific people, but also the specific brand of interaction that people have at Thoughtbot. yeah, And I don't know how to describe it. Brand is probably not the right word, but there's just a, a level of um, sassiness involved in all communication <laughs> and a level of... Uh, Boy, I don't really know. Um, I don't know how to describe it at all. But I'm I'm excited to have those same type to still have access to having those same types of conversations with those people that I used to work with. In addition to Thoughtbot, generally has a, it operates a channel for folks who used to work here to stay in touch with the company as well. So I'll yeah. also stay in touch with folks there.
0: Unfortunately, uh, not there aren't a ton of uh, Thoughtbot folks in that channel. Oh, okay. Well, There's oh, a lot of non-Thoughtbot oh. folks in that channel.
1: <laughs> And you can't, if you're a single channel guest, you can't just magically page people into Slack <laughs> into right. Slack rooms.
0: You also can't, for whatever reason, you can't see the, n- the names of the bots.
1: What do you it mean? It like has
0: a, a white, o- whenever a bot posts, it just has like a white oval over the name. And if you hover over it, it says um, private user info.
1: Huh. Interesting. So you just know there's yeah. a bot saying something.
0: It's a bot. Uh, well, I mean, it's, I've only ever seen it for a bot. Although I also, oh, it also does that for anybody who leaves the channel. Mm. All of the me- all I don't know about if if it does that for the messages that they had sent, but like the they left the channel once they leave, all mentions of their username become whited out with private user info, and their uh, avatars become gray.
1: That I mean that must be obviously a security related thing. Uh, sure. You remember when like for a while there was the ability to tell which slacks existed and which and uh, maybe you can still tell which slacks existed but like which channels existed in a slack so you could guess at like oh look oh, all right upcoming product name from this company i guessed and like there is a channel for it so it probably like i don't remember the exact particulars of it but i wonder if that has a lot to do with it as well and the right. fact well,
0: cause that you could send it you could send a message and if it was an actual channel it would be a link
1: okay right so maybe it has something to do with that i guess
0: yeah One of the things I noticed the other day, because I didn't have the the Xbox Slack on my phone, Mm -hmm. um, and I was trying to sign into it when we were were having a conversation the other day, and they have a thing now where you just put in your email address, and then they send you a link, and that signs you into all of your Slacks. Mm. They really need to have it be like, here's a list of all of your Slacks. Select which ones you want to join, because I, I spent like 45 minutes after that because it's it's you know a long process to sign out of a slack on on the phone yes and like it's time being to like how many slacks are
1: you why are you why are you a member of so
0: many slacks just from various open source projects or like every conference that i've spoken at or uh Mm. ottawa pokemon go
1: (laughs) (laughs) is that still a thriving community
0: oh i'm sure i'm sure (laughs) so what about you what what were some of your uh your favorite earlier episodes
1: Oh, I mean, I have to go with having Sandy Metz on the podcast. I mean, I don't know if that classifies as earlier, but episode number one being about Sandy Metz's rules and then eventually having Sandy Metz herself on the podcast. And she was such a great guest. That was just one of those moments that where i was just like i can't believe this is happening this is real life and this is me and i get to have these conversations with these people that like even from before before i worked at thoughtbot i had became aware of sandy through the practical object-oriented design in ruby book Mm -hmm. Um, and i read that book and i was like this is great and then came to thoughtbot and on the very first project i was assigned on i noticed some things about the way they were writing code and i was like It wasn't even documented anywhere, but I was like, are you following the Sandy Metz's rules that she talked about on the Ruby Rogues podcast? And people were like, yes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to try this. Like, (laughs) oh, I just can't. And so like we did that and then Caleb wrote a blog post about us following Sandy Metz's rules on this project. And Sandy Metz eventually reads the blog post and then asked to do a video chat with us to talk more about what our experiences were. And that was a day that was the first day where I was like, what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. uh, And then eventually to do the podcast where we talked about those rules and then eventually having her on the show and she did Q&A from the audience. And it was it was just it was awesome to be able to do that. And she was so Nice. And I've had a chance because I've spoken at conferences and because she's been on the podcast that, like, when I see her, I feel like I should go and say hello and have conversations with her and had like really rewarding conversations with her at speaker dinners. I remember the speaker dinner at RubyConf having like a great conversation with her about various parts of Thoughtbot's business, right? And being like, here's mm-hmm. a thing, here's a thing we're thinking about at Thoughtbot right now, and her being like, well, have you thought about it this way and I mean being like, "Whoa, that's a really good way to think about that." I had not, you know. It's like she's yeah. become a trusted uh she's not a friend. I I wouldn't say that, but uh a uh, professional acquaintance. professional acquaintance. Yeah. And to me that's just absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. She, and she was she was so much fun to have on too. Yeah. That was one of the live episodes we did.
1: Yep. Yep. That was from Kansas City, if I remember correctly. Uh, I do have a pretty good memory of most of these. Like When I see the titles and uh, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I remember that episode. I remember that episode. One of the things that's hard is like as you get more and more episodes, early on, you don't want to repeat yourself because you're like, we just did an episode on that. But that never goes away. You feel like, I don't want to repeat myself. We did an episode about this. It was episode 25. And you're like, that right. was 100 and, almost 150 episodes ago. We can... <laughs> We can cover that again. Like, not everybody listens to every episode. Although we do get tweets from people. Like, we got. Yeah, so one, we, who,
0: who was it that 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 just listened to every episode? I can find it. Thirty eighty nine.
1: Thirty eighty nine. Yeah, we got a tweet from. We get these on occasion emails or tweets. that somebody says like, I just went through the entire backlog, uh, which is just utterly. Impressive. Uh. Yeah,
0: a little uh, it makes me, it always, my, my face always gets a little bit red. It's like oh you listen to our really early ones. I'm so sorry
1: Before this show I meant to go back and to listen to like one episode one two three and see like how we sounded and um, I, I just can't bring myself to do it Yep, <laughs> not to say we sound great now, but I just I don't want to revisit it other episodes that I really liked, you know, beyond the Sandy one. Um, oh, we did one this past Thanksgiving where I told the story about uh, a manager of mine, past manager of mine that was had a really big impact on me and I really enjoyed having the opportunity to tell that story and send it to her and be like, just wanted to let you know this is the impact because it's not something I'd done before and to be able to do it publicly and share that was, I was really thankful to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, of course the Elixir episodes, those were fun. The episode with um, Jose Valim, Mm, yeah, that is our most downloaded podcast.
0: Yes, he definitely sent it to a large Twitter follower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the top one by quite some margin. And then the next one is the one where I talked about how I was an Elixir developer. Right. Uh, so Elixir folks really love their podcasts is what uh, what that tells us. And then the third one is the Sandy Metz's. The next two mention Sandy Metz. The one is with Sandy Metz on it. And the other one is episode number episode one, which one. has Sandy in the title. So I bet a lot of people think Sandy was on that show. <laughs> Because a lot of people, according to Sandy, a lot of people think that she works at Thoughtbot. Ah, uh, probably because of the blog post that Caleb had wrote that really garnered a lot of attention. So
0: I am curious. Like, there's some of these where you know, so the Elixir episodes make sense because at the time you just you just tweeted anything with hashtag my Elixir status, and Jose <laughs> would would retweet it. Yeah. And like, you know, the episodes where we had Sandy on and episode one and and Aaron's episode makes sense. But then like some of just the normal episodes that that are at the top of the charts, like our sixth most listened to episode is, is 107. Mm-hmm. Kind of curious, like, if there's a specific reason, like, was it because we actually said something that was more interesting or just because random Twitter?
1: It almost assuredly can't be because of something we said on the episode. It has to be something that is in the title or the description. Right. right. So episode 107 is composition in quotes over inheritance. So, like, I could imagine that if you are new to the show... And you're like I want more technical content and you see one that's called composition over inheritance You're like, well, let's see what they have. I've I've heard that saying before. Let's see what they have to say about that
0: But what about okay, but the one after that yeah
1: a series of unfortunate examples. I have no idea (laughs) I have no idea why that's that's number 135. That's a recent episode to be all the way up here Uh, (laughs) Because these are downloads all time over the last three and a half years or so Yeah, Uh, that
0: one's only uh, like a year old.
1: Yeah, I have complex feelings is number nine (laughs) Why our manhole covers round number 10? (laughs) I don't know. I have complex feelings on why these podcasts are so popular Uh, and like I have complex feelings I about today. Yeah (laughs) Yeah It's just amazing that so many people listen to the show and care what the two of us dummies think So thank you to everybody who listens to the show.
0: Absolutely. I feel like we need to give a huge shout out to Tom as well Absolutely because I think that's the thing more than anything else on the show that that kind of elevated it to where it got was how good of a job Tom has done editing it. Mm-hmm. And every year for RailsConf, he flies out and deals with the logistics of, of getting us a place to record and bring out the audio equipment that we need and just making the podcast actually happen. Right. Like we, you know, you and I could have talked into a microphone either way and, ha- and had a completely terrible podcast.
1: Absolutely. I tell him that basically, uh, at any chance that I think to tell him. And recently, there was a post about like, what's going to happen to the future of the show. And on that, I commented to basically say like, hey, you know, I'm going to take my time to thank Sean separately. But I really want to thank Tom. Because like, exactly like you said, I think that I've listened to a lot of tech podcasts. And by tech podcast, I mean not the ones like uh, accidental tech podcast, which probably gets like hundreds of thousands of downloads and like can afford high production quality and things like that. But I I listen to a lot of like shows like ours, like just some people with an idea and a lot of it just is of, of varying audio quality and editing quality aside aside from content quality right and right. just those two things alone can really sync a show and tom does such a great job and like a lot of the shows we have with guests they don't have the best mics and they don't have the like there's a lot of echoiness and like feedback and things and tom works really hard to isolate that stuff and eliminate it and make the best episode possible that we can like the episode we just did with sam you know you heard what the audio sounded like <laughs> at the very beginning of it right and it didn't sound that way all the way through we fixed that but it didn't sound great like it was it was it was a uh, audio quality episode and it, it turned out okay it turned out good yeah. uh, because of the effort that Tom put in for that and, and other episodes as well i remember doing an episode with uh we had Yehuda on at one point and, oh, and i recorded from the closet is that where you were but he record he recorded i don't remember what he used i don't think he used headphones Oh, okay. And I, I, after the episode, I said to Tom, I was like, he didn't uh, he didn't use headphones. And Tom was just like, I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> 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 like, and, I, and I was just like, and they were like, why didn't you say, can you plug in some headphones? And I was like, well, because he's Yehuda and I didn't want to bother. <laughs> 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 I was like, I was like, I was just thankful that he was doing the show. I don't, uh, I, I, uh, 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 and he was like, yeah, next time, if you could tell people to put headphones on, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he does fantastic work just on the editing and the production and, you know, the stuff on our end here in Boston. Uh, he's always improving our setup here and ThoughtBots podcasts as a whole are set apart from, I think, similarly sized productions, uh, because yeah. of the work that he does. And I've really appreciated it. And, uh, know I'm gonna miss working with him
0: yeah and there's always been like he knows so much about everything in this space as well just like every time you know so when we did have Sam on right and and we realized that we would probably want to have the two separate mics but use one computer you know Mm -hmm. immediately like knew exactly the software I needed to have those get mixed into a single audio thing but with the channel separated so that he could do his thing later yeah. Just you know, every time something like that happens, he always immediately knows what needs to be done.
1: I thought you were gonna go in a different direction with that. He has he is not a developer, but over listening to hours and hours of our <laughs> of our podcast he understands the jokes and he knows how to make his own almost all of the titles come from suggestions that tom makes for titles occasionally i'll go off on my own but i know that's a thing that he enjoys so i try to give him that uh he appears at the top of our podcast quite a bit laughing in the background <laughs> <at> whatever, <laughs> whatever the dumb opening is for that day yeah. uh, things like that i do spend a lot of time as a—I mean not a lot of time i spend the five minutes before the show thinking about how we're going to open the show like, what's the funny thing we have to say before the show starts? That's the highest pressure of doing the show to me, which I think is a, uh, a testimonial to both how comfortable we are doing the actual regular part of the show and to Tom, because I know that he's going to do a good job and make it sound reasonable. And if I happen to say anything too dumb, he'll cut it out for me.
0: <laughs> I don't frequently get that service. All my dumb stuff has to say.
1: <laughs> oh, believe me, it does. <laughs> uh, well. What else should we discuss? Web assembly?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's like, I don't want to end the episode because when we end the episode, it's all over.
1: That's true. It is, kind of. I'll speak to you again on the Yak Shave. I will see you on the other side, brother, in the words of Desmond from Lost. And, you know, I have a hard time believing that if Chris shows up to RailsConf and we show up to RailsConf... That, you know, we won't find a room with microphones. <laughs> well, I
0: hadn't even thought about that, though. If he ends up doing, you know, what we've been doing every year at Railscom.
1: We'll have to compete for guests in space. Yeah. He... <laughs> no, I,
0: I'm more just like, that would be so weird to go to the conference and see that happening. But, like, you know, it's somebody else's show. Jets and sharks.
1: <laughs> No, but yeah, it is being somebody else like you mentioned earlier that you know You feel like the show is so much of your identity and that's definitely a thing that I feel in addition to like actually working at thoughtbot I feel like it's so much of my identity like certainly in a professional context I think people that know of me associate me with the show and with thoughtbot directly Mm -hmm. and both of those things changing in short order Is gonna be a lot to handle and you know I've been talking to my wife about it a lot and she was like do you think it's gonna be hard to watch somebody else do the show? or to listen to somebody else do the show. And I say no, but <laughs> yeah. Uh we'll see. I do intend to continue listening obviously.
0: Yeah, but it will be, you know, that will be a very different show.
1: Yep. I guess we should start wrapping up. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to record the show with you. Absolutely. I think we've come a really long way. And I don't know that for a fact because I refuse to go back and listen to the old episodes. But it feels like we've come a long way. Uh, we certainly actually become friends during this. You know, before the show started, we had worked on one project together. Yep. And that we was it. We got
0: along fine yeah. on the project.
1: Yep. Uh, we had discussed actually We when, when we when when I when we talked about Chad's email earlier being the idea for starting the show. We'd actually discussed at RailsConf a year before that. Doing the show, do you remember that?
0: Oh yeah, you're right, and that was—I mean, we had we had not known each other for very long at that point.
1: No, we were at we were at RailsConf, and that was the RailsConf where DHH had done his uh, TDD is dead, right? And that was in Portland, right? Uh, I think it was in Chicago.
0: Oh, the year okay, the year after Portland, right? And we
1: went to dinner afterwards, and everybody was all fired up, and. I think you you had mentioned Thoughtbot should have a more technical podcast, like because giant robots had trended in the direction of doing interviews with business type people or maybe like CTOs and things like that, but not really like hard technical stuff. And it, you were like, we should have a technical podcast about rails or about the web programming in general or some something like that. And I was like, yeah, we should do that. And you said to me, why don't we do it? Like, why don't you and I do it? And I was like, you're nuts. I do not have a voice for that. There's no way you do have a voice for that. I, I won't do it. And you were like, "What are you talking about? You'd be great." And I think I think Joanne might have been there, and she was like, "Yes, you should do that." Or I can't remember who else it was. It was <laughs> Joanne
0: was also really drunk when we had this conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, great. But yeah, we had discussed it, and we were like, "Yeah, we should do it." We got all fired up about it, and then totally, you know, I think because. I know from my own perspective, I never totally forgot about it, but I was like, that can't be real. That's not real life. Real life is not me doing a podcast that people will listen to. And then, you know, Chad's email kind of kicked that off. But so at that conference was probably the first time might have been the first time we actually met in person. Maybe there was this maybe there was a summer summit or something like that where we had met and then obviously doing the show and getting to know you and getting a little bit to know your wife and watching you move and have a baby and, you know, uh, things like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so when I took the job at Shopify, one of the things I made sure to make clear, like very early on was that I was going to be taking a, an hour a week to come do the show because recording this with you has just been one of my favorite things to do for as long as we've been doing it. And it's crazy looking back now and re- and realizing that it's been four years. Right. Because to a certain extent, it still just feels like we're, we're winging it and trying to figure out <laughs> how to even do the show in the first place.
1: Yeah. Tom had asked me the other day, he said, or yesterday, he said, uh, do you have any plans for the last episode? And I said, you know, I think it'll be reflective for the most part. I don't think we'll do a regular show. And then at the end say like, Hey, okay, by the way, uh, we're, we're done. Um, and then I kind of waited and I said, we're just going to wing it. Like we always, (laughs) we always wing it. And if we didn't (laughs) wing it, right then this show might have had more of a narrative arc to it, uh, this episode in particular. But, you know, this is a tough one to wing because there's actually a lot of emotion wrapped up in it and a lot of uh, yeah. looking back fondly, but also, you know, we're, we're both sad. So
0: Yeah. I'm trying very hard not to cry.
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Should we do it? Let's do it. All right. Last time. <laughs> show notes for this episode can be found at bikeshed.fm slash 164.
0: As always, rating some reviews on iTunes are much appreciated.
1: If you have feedback about this episode or any other episode, you can tweet us at underscore bike shed, email us at host Will at bike shed.fm. No. <laughs> you
0: you can, can email us at, at Sean at Sean, the programmer.com and, and
1: Derek Pryor at gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment <laughs> on the website, which we may see.
0: Thanks for listening to bike shed. This podcast was brought to you by Thoughtbot. We are experienced designers and developers who turn your idea into the right product. With local studios in Boston, San Francisco, New York, London, Austin,
1: and Raleigh, let's build something great together. Now I have that song in my head. An old acquaintance, something, something, old lang Syne. We're recording that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs>